0: welcome to the podcast. This week, I want to talk about the power of our words. It says in Proverbs eighteen twenty one that the tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Another translation, the New Living Translation, says the tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. So, Big words, huh? Now, you may have heard that verse before, but not not dived into its full meaning in the past. But what does that actually mean? That means that the words we speak in our life help create the life that we live. That is a biblical principle. Now, there have been quite a few New Age movements who have taken that biblical principle and twisted it and counterfeited it a bit, but it is actually a biblical principle, What we speak can manifest in our world. What we speak can manifest in our lives. So we need to be very, very careful what we are speaking over ourselves. You know, when God created the world and everything in it, he spoke it into existence. It says, God said, let there be light, and there was. So we are made in God's image, and therefore our words also have the power to create So just as God created light when he spoke it into existence, so our words create when we speak it into existence. Because we have the same power in our tongue. Now, obviously, the only power we have is the power of God in us. But we are made in God's image. We have his Holy Spirit within us. And we do have power in our words. So... We want to be super careful what we are actually speaking over ourselves, our loved ones, and our lives. Often when we complain or vent, we can accidentally speak curses over ourselves or other people. What can that look like? Have you ever heard someone say, that is just driving them crazy? Well, guess what they just did? They spoke a curse over themselves. They spoke that something was driving them crazy. So what did that speak? That they are being driven crazy. Now, some of those things might not manifest right away, but that person might start feeling forgetful, getting angry about things they wouldn't normally. There are so many phrases that have been so normalized in our general society that are actually word curses that people speak over themselves. So... I've learned to be very aware of my words and very conscious of what I'm speaking. I feel the same way about music because I'm a singer. And for me, I feel that not only is it powerful to speak, but it can be even more powerful to sing. And as I sing over myself or as I sing into the world, what am I putting out? There are some songs that I've entirely trashed that I will never sing again, because I realized that every time I sung that song, I was inadvertently singing a word curse over myself. So some of you might be listening right now and going, oh my gosh, I've done so much to speak nasty stuff over myself. What is going to happen? Well... The good news is God is gracious, he is good, and it's okay to stop right now to think about what specific things that you may have said in the past or you may say, even on a regular basis, and just stop and say, God... I repent of saying those things. I did not realize what I was doing. I repent of saying those things. I come out of agreement with them right now, and I break those word curses off of my life now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. I put the cross of Jesus Christ between me and the sowing and the reaping of the consequences of those words. And I thank you, God, that by the blood of Jesus Christ, I am washed completely clean, Of the consequences of any of those words that were spoken as curses, God, I thank you, God, that I am washed completely clean of all the consequences that you have saved me and set me free in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Now, you might find yourself now catching yourself starting to say those things. When you do, just stop and say, oh, change what you said, renounce it immediately, break it immediately, and just change the way you're saying it. It's amazing what can happen and change in our lives as we change our words. So that is one way that people can reap the negative consequences of their words. But there are also benefits to there being power in our tongue. Because just as God said, let there be light and there was, we can speak good things into places that look dark. We can speak light into situations where there has been darkness. We can say, God, let there be light in that situation. Let there be light and there is. So how do we do that? Well, we can, one, just be conscious that we are speaking positive, good things over ourselves and our lives. But we can also say decrees and declarations. And we can do these things daily, You know, God speaks to us in his word. In the Bible, there are a number of promises of God that he has promised to us, and we can decree and declare those promises into our lives. You also might have a word from the Lord that has come in the form of a prophetic word or a dream, or even a vision, where God has promised something to you, and you have tested that word, and you know it's God, and maybe there's even been confirmation— You can thank God for those promises that he has promised you as if you have already received them. Thank him for them in advance. You can also find in the word of God, in the Bible, verses that relate to the very specific promise that God has given you. And you can decree and declare those verses into your life. So I want to talk specifically about how we create a decree. One, you create a decree based on a promise from God. So like I just said, that can come in two different ways. Well, multiple different ways. But it can come by way of the actual word of God. You might not have gotten a prophetic word from someone. You might not have had a dream or a vision. But the word of God is full of promises. God promises to prosper us. God promises to heal us. God promises to give us a future and a hope. God promises to give us a good future, that he has good plans for us. There are so many promises of God and from God in the Bible. So you might have never had a dream, a vision, or a word about those things, but there are promises in the Bible that you can stand on if it's something that you need or want or are believing for for your life. And it's something that you can thank God for every day if you are walking in it and living it already. So, that is one way, the word of God. The other way is to get it either in a prophetic word, a vision, or a dream. And again, you want to test every word that you get against the word of God and the nature of God. And you also you know, want to seek God for confirmation. Sometimes you might get a prophetic word that doesn't resonate with your spirit. Don't just take every prophetic word you get. People that speak and say that they're speaking prophetically, sometimes speak word curses. If that happens, break it off and do not agree with it. Come out of agreement with it immediately. Say you do not agree, do not receive it and break it off. But if you have had a good word and it is something that your spirit resonates with and it feels good and right for you, it might be a good word that you don't resonate with right away. Just put that on a shelf You know, if it's a good word, maybe it's something that will resonate with you in the future. Save it. You don't need to reject it completely. It's a good word, you know, but set it aside. But if it's a word that just feels like it resonates with your spirit, it resonates with your heart, you've tested it against the word of God, you've gotten confirmation from the word of God and the Holy Spirit that it is a true word from the Lord. That is a promise from God. And you can stand on that. You can thank God for that every day. So an example would be someone was promised a specific sum of money, maybe even a large sum, because God had given them a specific dream and vision, and then he showed them in a vision or a dream or even a prophetic word that they were going to receive a specific amount of money in order to produce that dream and that work that God had given them to do. Well, they could thank him every single day for that specific sum of money. Let's just throw it out there. It was let's say it was $10,000. You could every day say thank you God for the gift of the $10,000 that you are giving me for this project. So that would be one thing that you can do. Now that's not exactly a decree. That's thanking God for his promise. But there are other ways to decree God's word over your finances. For example, there is a verse in the Bible that says that God fulfills all of his promises and even gives us a thousand times more. You can say, I decree and declare. Actually, you can say, I decree that God is giving me a thousand times more. He is increasing me and blessing my finances in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So let's talk about the difference between a decree and a declaration. A declaration, you can definitely do a declaration, and sometimes it's okay to say, I decree and declare. A declaration is something that you already have. God has already given it to you. You already possess that. Like saying, for me, I can say, I declare that I am a child of God and I serve the Lord our God, the one true God. That is a declaration because I love God, I have accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, and I do serve God. So I'm making that declaration. Jennifer Evaz likes to talk about a declaration, the best way to think about it being when you come from a foreign country into your own country, you often have to declare anything that you have brought with you. So maybe you bought some items. Say you went to Europe and you bought some items in Europe and you came back. They will give you a declaration where you actually have to write down the items that you brought back. You have to declare them as you enter. So that's something that you have with you that you carry with you. A decree is a judicial order. It is literally a judicial order in the spiritual realm. When you issue it, it's like striking the gavel and issuing a judicial order. It's like saying, this is being done. This is being done. It's like when a judge gives a verdict, not guilty. That's done. When a judge issues an order for somebody who was sued to pay the person that they stole from, that judge decision would be a decree. That decree is done and therefore that person is getting the money that has been owed to them that they had to take to court for. So that's what a decree is. So there are times that we actually might want to decree and declare because there are promises of God that we have already been given And maybe we know that we have them, but we also need to decree it just so that the enemy knows and so that we solidify our standing. That might be if someone has struggled with anxiety, they might want to say, I decree and declare that God has given me a spirit of power, love, and might. So there's a verse that says God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So you can decree and declare I decree and declare that God has given me power, love, and a sound mind in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. As you speak those things, not only are you declaring what you already have, but you are decreeing that it is yours, it will remain yours, and it is coming to you in a greater measure. So that would be one way to set up a decree. That is the difference between decreeing and declaring. Because someone could also say, I declare, God has given me a sound mind. Or God, I declare, God has given me power, love, and a sound mind in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. You could also just say it as a decree. I decree, God has given me power, love, and a sound mind. For something like that, where it's something that God has blatantly said he has given you, I recommend decreeing. And declaring if you need more of it because you do have it, but you're asking for more in a greater measure and you're decreeing that you are getting more of it and that it is yours and it remains yours. So that would be one example. That is a verse that you can use if you've struggled with fear or anxiety. You can use that verse and decree it over yourself. Now, you could start sooner than that and say, I decree that I have not been given a spirit of fear but of power love and a sound mind. But generally I prefer to not do the negative version because you know you don't necessarily need to say that you have not been given something. Decree what you have been given. Speak life over it. Decree and declare that you have been given a sound mind. There are also many verses about healing. Here's an example with a healing verse. It says in the Bible that by the stripes of Jesus Christ, we are healed. So you can decree. I decree that by the stripes of Jesus Christ, I am healed. So I have struggled with some food allergies at points. So I might say, I decree that by the stripes of Jesus Christ, my stomach, my gut, My stomach lining, my intestines, and everything related to my digestive tract is healed in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. That would be an example of a decree that you can speak over yourself. I already gave an example of a financial decree. There are many, many, many verses that have decrees for finances in them. So I recommend that if that's an area that you need increase in, That you decree those verses, but also be aware that you have to steward finances and life in a way conducive to receiving the things that you're decreeing. But I will also say that as you decree these things, it encourages your life and even your habits to come into alignment with the word that you are decreeing over yourself. I also want to give an example of a decree that you might want to speak over someone that may be a prodigal. Maybe you have a prodigal daughter, a prodigal son, a prodigal spouse, a prodigal loved one, even just a prodigal friend. You might just know of a prodigal, someone who may have been close to God at a point, but they've turned away from God or they've backslidden. Maybe life circumstances got really difficult and they didn't know what to do, and they've been far from God, and they might even be far from you in the moment. But God God never loses his children. You know, it says in the Bible that God leaves the 99 to find the one that is lost and carry them safely home on his shoulders. That's what he describes shepherds doing, that they leave the 99 to find the one sheep and they put the sheep on their shoulders and they carry them home. So you could use that verse as a decree. I'm going to use not a name. I'm just going to use XYZ. We're going to pretend that XYZ is a person, okay? Okay. There is a verse in, well, Luke 15 in general is all about prodigals and God rescuing them and bringing people safely back home. And he uses multiple examples. He uses the example of a sheep and a shepherd. He uses the example of a lost coin, and he uses the example of people. So the story of the prodigal son in Luke 15, it says that the son came to his senses. So you can decree, I decree X, Y, Z is come to their senses. I decree God is bringing X, Y, Z to their senses right now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. So another thing is that verse about the prodigal son, it says in a couple of different parts. Well, it has a few parts. I have a friend that decrees that their child once was dead, but now they are alive. Because there is a verse where the father tells the oldest son that they're celebrating because his son, the prodigal son in the story of Luke, Luke chapter 15, the father says that his son that was once dead was now alive and they celebrate. So you could decree, I decree that XYZ is now alive by the power of God. You can also put two pieces of those verses together because... The prodigal son came to his senses, and then he came safely back home to his father's house. So you can decree. I decree and declare that XYZ has come to their senses and is coming safely back home in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. I also want to use another verse example that I use for people that are prodigals in my life that I pray for. It is 2 Timothy 2 and 25, and I actually really like a lot of the different translations. They're all slightly different, so I'm going to give you two examples, I, and I can't remember which translation is which, so just bear with me. I'm going to give you an example of the decree that I put together off of 2 Timothy 2, 25 to 26. I decree now God is sobering up XYZ with a change of heart and a turning to the truth. God is bringing XYZ to their senses right now so that they completely escape the trap of the enemy right now in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. So I like putting a now on it so that it's not necessarily something in the future, but right now, because faith is for right now. We want it now. That's why sometimes I actually turn decrees into thanks. I thank God. Thank you, God, for sobering up XYZ with a change of heart and a turning to the truth. Thank you, God, for bringing XYZ to their senses so they completely escape the trap of the enemy. Thank you, God, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. I do encourage decrees because decrees are making a judicial statement, but it's also okay to thank God as if it's already there. And there are some decrees that I say because there isn't a time slot on them, so I just decree them, and there are others that I thank God for because I want it now and and I know that he has already given it to me another decree from the same verse, but a different translation. I decree and declare that God has granted XYZ repentance, bringing XYZ to the truth, bringing XYZ to their senses so that they completely escape the trap of the enemy in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. So those are some examples of decrees. I encourage you that Any situation in your life that is not looking how you want it to look right now, find a word. Find a verse in the Word of God that relates to your situation and speaks life into it and turn it into a decree. Turn it into a decree. And if you have found a verse that you want to turn into a decree and you don't know how, you can send me a message. I'll help you turn it into a decree. But I hope that this episode was explanatory enough that you'll be able to take those words now and turn them into decrees for yourself. That example of God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. So what do you do? You break it down. You take the part that you want. Power, love, and a sound mind. You personalize it. I decree and declare God has given me power, love, and a sound mind in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. That's all there is to it. I hope that was helpful. I encourage you to find verses for every situation in your life that you want to speak life over. It might be a situation that you are already speaking life over, but you want it to continue to bloom and you can just declare those things and thank God for them every day. It might be a situation that you need to see a shift in. I encourage you to find those verses that matter to that situation and that relate to it and to speak those words over your life. Decree them, declare them, and thank God for them. We have power in our voices and power in our words. So we want to use our words for blessing and for creating things that we desire to see in our lives and in the lives of our loved ones. I hope that was helpful, and I hope that you have a wonderful week. I will talk to you next week. Have a blessed week, everyone.